Love Talk Radio. Hello. Hello. Hi.
project, um, I was able to come to New York to see the um, premiere, and I really enjoyed it. So you did a great job with that, you as well as your cast and your production staff. So you all give an applause. See, I used to have an applause button on here, but I don't know what happened to it. <laughs> There's enough of us to, like, make it happen. Okay, you got two. You got two party animals in the house. <laughs> two, only two. Right, something a little bit more than that. Hello, hello. Were you at the after party? Because I was. <laughs> I was. <laughs> well, I had to shoot back home, so I couldn't make the after party. But you know, when you do another one, just let me know when you go to LA. I will make sure I'm over there for that. LA is so now, um, let me see here. I'm just trying to make sure I have Rob's music on here. Let me see. Mr. Rob Diggy, you're being awfully quiet over there in Chicago. Right? Well, I'm, I'm really, I'm sick, really sick, and I'm trying to hang in there as best I can. I'm, I'm, I'm really trying. <laughs> oh. oh. And the seasons haven't even changed yet. Yeah. I know. Yeah, I'm, 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 Nasal, nasal congestion, Na- nasal. I'm so sorry to hear that, Rob. I gotta, eat. I, I gotta mail you a beef patty. You need, you need to do the nutty potty. You need to do the nutty potty. That's like really good for sinus infection. Yeah, it is. The nutty potty. Oh, That's like the little thing, right Brittany, when you and you put it in your nose, it's like a little genie pot, and you just like yeah, it it's homeopathic. My mom saw it on Oprah, and then next thing you know, yes. like she got me like twenty of them, and they're really inexpensive, yeah. and I use them all the time, and they're so good. They are. Yeah. They are. And Rob, how about I those emergencies that were the emergency vitamin C packets that were in the goodie bags at the premiere? Right, I use mine. Uh huh. Hey. <laughs> For my hangover the next day after the after the after party. Something <laughs> else. Well, Gabrielle, let's start by asking you questions about your experience and um, what was the, the motive behind you creating this project. So let's let's start with that. What was it that made you want to create a project like this? Okay, I'm, I'm having a little hard time hearing you. I hear an ice cream man. I'm not sure if they're outside my uh, building or. <laughs> she said, what was, she said, what was the motivation? What was your motivation for making the film? Yeah. Oh, there was so much motivation behind making this film. I mean, to start off with, uh, I had been working on a really serious music video for Lori Michaels. It was called The Right. It's a song that she uh, performed called The Right, and she asked me to do a music video geared around marriage equality because she was starting this new marriage equality campaign, I Want the Right. And so what had happened was I was looking at these really terrifying images and videos of the truth behind LGBT, you know, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender rights, not only overseas but in America. And some of the content I was coming across was just so absolutely frightening and and horrifying to know that we still, you know, even here in our own backyards in America, don't have equal rights. Now, I mean, I could get into that whole thing, but it was enough to try um, to try my patience with 
you know, the serious nature of life. And, and, you know, as much as I think it's very important that we pay attention to those things, we all need a little comedy at the end of the day. We all need something that's going to make us laugh, make us check out. And, and my whole thing was, well, I, I wanted to do a comedy about lesbians. And I had been visiting a friend one morning who was getting ready for a lunch date. And I was giving her some dating advice. And I said, you know, what if, what if there was a story about this girl who was a lesbian and she happened to be having some sort of an existential crisis because she felt like she didn't feel, feel like she fit in with all the um, lesbian stereotypes that are out there in the community. You know, the ones that the media so often pins people in, like the bush lesbian, the bisexual lesbian, the straight lesbian. And I said, well, what if I made like, an existential comedy about that? And so here we are. We have these showers can talk. And, you know, it was really interesting because Brittany Andrews, who's been an absolute pleasure to work with and one of my mentors on the project, had an interesting conversation with me where we were talking about sexuality really being on a sliding scale. And so that helped me further development for the project and for the step outline that I created and uh, for the story. And that's how it all became a reality, so to say. Wow, that's very interesting. And I'm really happy to see that, you know, some people out there will make a move and do something about, you know, situations that are happening in, in the world today. So I'm glad that you, you took that first step. So how was it that you were able to meet all of the people that you wanted to include in your project? Well, I mean, that's a, you know, that, could, that could be an hour-long story in itself, but just sum it up <laughs> for you. Like I had mentioned, Brittany was one of the first people I reached out to. Her and I had met at an event which was a fundraiser for the film she was producing called Crumble, a really great film. If you have time, check it out. Um, and so she was one of the first people I approached for it. Now, Donna Iwan and I have a different story. Donna and I went to school together at the New School University. We studied directing together, we studied editing together, and we studied acting together. So from working together in school, I knew that she was going to be the right fit to play the lead in this movie. I think it's very hard sometimes when you're casting actors because during the casting call, they give you a lot of energy, and, and you just don't know. Are they going to be able to push it to 150%, especially when it comes to improv? I mean, that's very tricky. And I knew in my heart that Donna would be perfect for this role. And so we talked about it. We did rehearsals, and um, she nailed it on the money. And so, you know, along came Rob Diggy Morrison, who um, I was fortunate enough to meet through another music producer who's a friend of mine. He recommended Rob. Rob had told me about all the great work he had been doing with scoring and um, his Grammy for Beyonce's Crazy in Love remix. I was completely impressed, and I felt like he was going to be the right person to make the music that's going to fit with what's happening in the movie. Um, and so, you know, luckily, luckily enough, Andrew Hernandez came to me, who happened to be um, a friend of Rob. And, you know, Andrew has been really a blessing to work with. He is somebody who's just out of college and has shown me that he has some patience and he has the mindset um, of someone who's been working in the business for five, ten years. It's really been unbelievable. And so at the end of the day, when, well, not the end of the day, but at the end of the process when we were in post-production, I was going through a lot of different options for sound editing. And, you know, sound editing is not easy. And I um, had a really great lunch one afternoon with my friend Keith Patchell, who had just finished up scoring Finishing Heaven for HBO, which was recently nominated for an Emmy. I talked to him about the project. I told him what we needed done. Next thing you know, I was in Keith's studio two days straight. Well, I think we had one 15-hour day. 
uh, doing the sound edit on the film and the folly. And so there are a lot of other people in the film, as you know, who I can go on and tell you stories about, but since this is everybody on the call right now, I just wanted to address how that's how we all met and that's how we all became part of this project. Well, thank you so much for that. And as like a mini introduction for everybody that's here. There's no, you know, um, no, no prohibitions of the conversation here. You can speak openly and say whatever you like. So, you know, don't hold back, everybody. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay, Brittany. So you don't hold back. <laughs> How did I know that that was going to be somehow addressed to me? <laughs> Very. Very, very funny, and I love your personality, Brittany. So, you know, I'm, I'm well, thank you. you. <laughs> Merci beaucoup. Merci beaucoup. <laughs> the next question I want to ask you, Gabrielle, is um, was it difficult for you to, you know, get uh, the project started as far as, like, where you would get your audience and, you know, who would support you and uh, sponsor you or anything like that? Which, did you have a hard time doing that well, I'll be honest with you. I put my mind to it, and I went for it, full throttle. Um, at the time, I didn't think of it as a controversial subject. I didn't think of it as um, a project that was going to be liked or not liked. I thought of it as this creative idea I had, and I really wanted to manifest it. And as production rolled around, we started last December. We ended this past June. Everything just came into play. I mean, the universe was really good to us as far as sponsorship is concerned, as, as far as our audiences are concerned, as far as how generous the press has been with covering the events for a short film. Really, it's been an amazing process. Wow. Well, that's great. And now I wanted to ask you, did you feel like, you know, with this subject matter that you would find any barriers with the general audience? As far as any barriers, I didn't think of any barriers at the time. I, I, I like to think of this as it was a possibility to do a lot of different things. It was a possibility to touch on stereotypes. It was a possibility to further defy stereotypes within the performing arts. Um, I, I mean, you know, it's interesting because I, I do feel that um, some of the issues that are in the film really haven't been brought up. And I know you and I talked about this on the side, but the fact that we have a black woman who is the lead protagonist playing the role of a lesbian. I mean, I think this is huge. And she's playing opposite of white women. Right? And and now, I was thinking about maybe here in New York where we shot the film and where we, um, we have had a private screening and, Maybe it's a little bit more open, but I know from working on the marriage equality campaign, from just doing my own research, um, it's still a subject matter that's a little taboo, no? Yes, probably still. I see news stories all the time. You know, I don't know what the issue is, but, you know, it, it takes time to reach everybody, so I guess that's what it is. You know, it takes its time. So let me ask you, what message would you like your, your project to send out to the public? Well, first of all, I would love for them to have fun with it <laughs> because 
I mean, as everyone on this phone can tell you, and as you know from being in um, the audience screening, it's a laugh-out-loud experience. Yeah. I hope that it's something that people at the end of the day, they could watch, they can watch with their friends, they can have a good laugh, but at the same time, maybe acknowledge the deeper things that are going on within the message. Here, here. Sounds good. (laughs) I like that. I like that. (laughs) Well, I think that it's important that the message be clear and that everybody is welcome to hear it because... Um, you don't have it where it's specific to the topic, so anybody can actually just take an interest in it. I, w- I if I didn't know anything about it, the the, the graphic of the you know the advertisement itself would have drawn my attention. Like you got a woman coming out of a shower, and it looked like it would be something that would be funny to me. So that alone would have attracted me to it. So you know. Um, that mm-hmm. graphic design was very excellent. So, and but it didn't like just throw it in your face what you were talking about, because some people would just say, "Well, let me just go with an open mind and see what's going on here," and then other people would, uh, "What does what does that have to do with anything with a shower? Why are we looking at a shower?" So, you know, I'm going. And then to you got the men that like, "Oh my God, lesbians, fabulous! Let's yes. watch it." <laughs> I know that's so all my friends are like, "Oh, it's lesbians! Yes, come on, let's go." <laughs> Thank God in America, a lot of men love lesbians, right? <laughs> oh, that is so funny. Now, Rob, I guess, yes, yes. Right, exactly. He knows where I'm coming from, right? Right? <laughs> so now I want to direct some questions to Denai. Denai. Donna. Oh, Donna, I'm sorry. It's such a pretty name. That's okay, Annie. Don't worry. Thank you. <laughs> I'm about to get my name wrong all the time, honey. Um, so let me ask you, how was it working on the film about lesbian relationships and you being a straight woman? Okay, well, first off, um, you know, when Gabrielle presented the idea to me, I just I thought it was hilarious. I thought it, she really has something, and I didn't hesitate to, you know, come on board, you know, with her, with the project. Now, the only thing, I was just like, well, there's not going to be any kissing, or there's not going to be any kissing. You know, like, honey, you know. <laughs> Don't be going out what a movie set then, honey, because that ain't going to work. <laughs> right? You know, it was just, you know, it was a little scary in the beginning because I didn't know what to expect. But um, what I will say is that um, everybody that I worked with was beautiful, lovely, lovely people. Everybody was fun. We had a great time. And um, doing the film, it kind of just, you know, made me change, have a different perspective on, like, gay and lesbian relationships because initially I just thought that maybe, you know, like, people become lesbians or gay because they just, you know, something's wrong or, you know, if there's something that they get in this relationship that they don't get in a heterosexual one, like, what, what, why? And so doing the film kind of put me in in the place of, you know, like a, a lesbian person and just understanding that their relationships are no different than what we go through, what we experience. And if you ask me, the drama just seems a little more <laughs> magnified. But, um, <laughs> yeah, the drama definitely seems a little more magnified, but it just, it didn't make me feel um uncomfortable like anymore and I have t- 
tons of gay friends and lesbian friends, but at the same time, that's their experience and not mine. So this this just kind of gave me an insight as to what they experience in their relationships, and I just was really surprised and shocked, like, wow, they, this is just like what I go through, you know, a relationship that I was in with one guy. I didn't know whether I wanted to stay with him or be in a relationship I was in, and, you know, it just it all kind of just tied into what was going on at my in my life at the time. So, yeah. Oh, wow. Yep. Well, you know, yeah, I kind of saw it the same way. I mean, to, it, it doesn't make it a difference whether, you know, I, you know, it's a man or a woman, it's a relationship. So, you right. have the same. Except if you both get your period together at the same time, then it might matter, right? <laughs> <laughs> I can see that getting a little, a little bit hairy. Wow. <laughs> 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 Right. How was it being the only African American um, character in the movie? Oh, girl, I was special. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, know, I, you know, it was it was good. You know, it, it didn't make me feel any um, different because deep down inside, Gabrielle's really black. Um, I don't know if you know that. Um, deep down inside, Brittany's really black. I don't know if you knew that. And so, <laughs> no, I'm just joking. But I'm, I'm a black you know, transsexual drag queen. Hello. Yeah, honey, she can, she can play multiple roles and she can fill those roles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But, um, you know, I, it wasn't uncomfortable in any way. You know, I just, I had so much fun. And I didn't, you know, it didn't, I didn't see any real racial barriers or, you know, anything like that because these are, like, the greatest people to work with. So, you know, I just, again, I felt special in a, in a sense, you know. Well, I can understand that. Now, the <laughs> character you played was uh-huh. generally a lesbian, but you said you do have lesbian and gay friends. Did you have particular friends that you used their character or personality to help you with this role? Um, No, not not particularly because, um, like I said, it just – the role was easier for me because it paralleled to a relationship that, you know, I was in in my current life and just not knowing where I wanted to be, you know, at that time, whether I wanted to be in a relationship with this guy I was seeing or if I wanted to stay in a relationship that, you know, that I was in, the relationship with the guy just kind of started moving way too fast, but it was so great, and I didn't want to, you know, like let it go, but at the same time, it was just, everything was happening way too fast, and so it was just like I had this um internal crisis that I was dealing with, you know, with, like, the external world. So it's just, like I said, it really paralleled with what Samantha was experiencing when she, you know, met Gloria, you know, like, not knowing whether she should settle down and just be in a relationship or, you know, like, should she continue to just, like, be out there having fun. But, yeah, no, not not any, no, nobody's relationship, you know, they were they weren't going through anything at that time that you know I was able to piggyback off, and so it kind of was just my own personal relationship with a man, you know, two guys. So that's what I said. That's why I was saying it. Just the fact that I was going through that and having this character and having these experiences be so parallel just kind of again made me realize that wow, this is just really no different than what the hell we go through. 
I know that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I could almost see a, a, a scene in my own life, you know, what you were exactly, going on there. Exactly, so. exactly. And that's what, that's what I was, that's what the good thing about the movie was because every scene, every experience that Samantha had when she went to her different friends was actually something that, somebody could be experiencing just talking to their straight girlfriend about their boyfriend. Well, the the young lady that kept putting on makeup, that was like one of my friends. Like she just didn't pay attention. She yes. was putting her makeup on. <laughs> so that was my yes. friend right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. What are we going to be playing again? You know, she just totally ignored me. So that, yeah, that was my friend. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you have, um, uh, a particular scene that you like the most? Oh, yes. Um, and funny, she she just happens to be on the call. The scene with um, Miss Brittany Andrews was really, like, <laughs> that was just the icing on the cake, okay, for me. That was the cherry, <laughs> that was the strawberry, that was the whipped cream, and that was it. And I, I just Ooh, I'm ready then. Oh, hey, now. I didn't see. Right. I'm like, the two straight girls getting it on. Hey. Those who know, don't tell. <laughs> <laughs> I had something to do with the catnip on the ground. Or him scratching on the toilet tissue. <laughs> but, um, no, yeah, um, that was actually, like, one of my favorite scenes because, you know, it's Samantha who's just, like, at her which and just about when she came to um Britney's character and just to know like you know well you know this is my straight friend you know she's you know her and John have this great relationship and you know I just you know I, I just know she'll have some great advice for me everybody else is all twisted and mixed up and they don't know where they want to go or what they want to do they don't have time to pay attention to me I know I can get some advice from her and to find out that she was actually not with her man anymore and seeing the woman that he was cheating on her with, it was just like that, ah, oh, you know. <laughs> that moment when you just throw your hands up in the air and you're like, you know what, forget it. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm just gone. <laughs> so, yeah, that was, that was actually, like, my the, of the favorite of the scene for me because it was just that moment where you just was like, you know what, I'm going to have to make a decision on my own. I don't want to have any advice from anybody else. If I was coming to her and she was straight and now she's gay and, oh, my God, I can't I even do this I anymore. Right. So now yeah. um, you have plans to continue acting? Any other projects you got coming up? Well, funny, you know, just talking to Gabrielle so much, and she's just so inspirational, and um, she motivates me to want to continue. It was actually something that I never even thought about, you know, to explore, but just between talking to Gabrielle, and Gabrielle could even tell you, like, the professors in our school, you know, even we would act in each other's projects. They would say, oh, you should take acting courses, you should take acting classes. So um, apparently I got some talent, girl, you know. Mm -hmm. Ah! Wow. Those expressions had me rolling. 
the Um, I'm, I'm going to cut, cut it to the shorter version, but when I was a teenager, um, I actually did a um, role in a play called 1918 that, like, ran in this small town for a whole summer, and the way I got discovered is because I was in choir practice, and I was making faces and, like, being silly and, like, making all the girls crack up laughing. And um, at the end, the lady Josie comes to me, and she's like, you, come here. And I'm like, oh, shit, I'm in trouble again. Here I go. You know, I'm always in trouble. And so she was like, you know, um, are you, do you want to act? And I was just like, no, like, no, ma'am. You know, I'm just, I'm just that silly kid, you know. And but she's actually like, no, do you want to be in a play? Because I just watched you the whole time goofing off here in choir practice. You're not paying attention. And you had everybody laughing. And we're looking for somebody. And I just was like, really? Like, okay. <laughs> so I did it. And it, was, it ran for like a whole summer. And it was a fun experience but other than that that was like the only experience um but since the film um today i actually went on an audition um i didn't even get a chance to tell gabrielle about it but um for um a match.com um commercial a spec commercial for match.com so yeah yeah. (laughs) and you and your dating i'm telling you Oh, hey. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be great PR for the film, right? I, I know, right? Yes. She, sure she, decides to, she decides to go straight and go on Match.com. <laughs> Fuck it all. Wait a second. So those people from Match.com aren't real? Oh, my God. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but, yeah. So, other than that, that's it. I mean, anything. That um, anybody has coming up that they think I would be great for. If you know of anybody, you know in this area, or um, you know just anything, holla at your girl. You know, um, you know. I might have a hey. Uh, I might have a lesbian role for you, honey. Ah, okay. Uh, look, look, Brittany, we'll, we'll talk about that after. We have, to, we have to move forward, right? We have to move forward with this role. So you really learn the character. Is it GSP, GSP, GSP? Gay for pay. There you go, girlfriend. <laughs> well, look, because you know when they go, when people go to jail, they're gay for the stay, right? So I guess yeah, oh, you could be gay. For there the you go. Oh, oh, oh. No, she didn't. <laughs> oh, that was funny. <laughs> yeah, that was good. That was good. That was good. Well, listen, if you haven't already, you should check out um, Mike Lemon Casting in, in Philly. Um, they always have something going on. And really? what, are, what are they called? It's Mike Lemon Casting. Oh, okay. I signed up with them myself because I do extra work. So, okay. Um, if if you want to um, check with them, because they also tell you what's going on in New York too. And oh, they have okay, to cool, cool. That, so, okay. So look them up. Um, you gotta oh, put your okay. profile and everything on there and all that stuff. And they do a okay. lot of stuff in Philly. You know, it's only a bus ride over here. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mhm. 
Yeah, so, but that's great that you are considering to make this like a career move. And, um, yeah. I think that you should. Yes, and because you know what? Sometimes, you know, when we have talents that, that go undiscovered, you know, we're so focused on just trying to make a dollar these days and, you know, just mm-hmm. do, you doing what we are either taught to do or, you know, just following a dream that we have, but there may be some other untapped talent that you have. And that's why I'm saying, like, I was grateful that Gabrielle was able to discover that because it wasn't even something, again, like I just I never thought about it. It wasn't something that I considered or, you know, anything like that. So, yeah, I said, well, you know what? Things happen for a reason. You know, I believe the universe works in mysterious ways, and then sometimes you just got to take the ball and run with it, you know? That's right. That's just how it works. You can't hold back. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We're going to switch it up to I'm going to go from a cast member to production person. So since Rob is feeling so bad, I'm going to direct some questions to him. Now, Rob, he's still with us. Yes, you, need, you need to drink some water first or something? No, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> now, how did you feel when you were approached at, at doing this project? Um, I I looked at it like any other project. Um, I was just fascinated by, you know, the women in bed and stuff, so that was, that was fun for me. <laughs> <laughs> me and my lover in the bed. <laughs> I know, that's real. But no, Gabrielle um, and I met... Gabrielle and I met through um, Brandon Cousin. He was very instrumental. We met on Facebook, and uh, he says, hey, I may have this part, uh, this this movie. I know this lady's on this movie. You may be interested in scoring it. And I didn't. I think I waited like a day before I called, um, just running around busy and stuff. And then when I called her, we hit it off like right away. Like, you know, like we went on Skype, and we Skyped each other, so we were able to just talk and vibe. And she gave me a lot of insight on the film. Um, then we started doing these conference calls and, and just more Skyping and more Facebook and just continuously talking about the film. And um, then I started getting a, a, you know, kind of a vision about where I wanted to go. And when she started talking, I kind of really figured out where, where I wanted to go with the film. I wanted it to have more of a, um, you know, New York type, type of uh, sex in the city meets the office or, you know, something like that. Uh, yes. like that. <laughs> and uh, that opening sequence really hit it off. I mean, that was the bomb. I mean, I listened to it last night. I'm like, wow, this is hot. And then with the opening sequence with the with the backdrop of New York, you know, skyline, I'm like, wow, this is hot. So thank you again, guy, for bringing me on. And uh, if there are any other projects, uh, just hit me up. You know how we do it, you know. <laughs> of course. It's been such a pleasure <laughs> working with you, Rob. I mean, Rob's been, he's been so patient with us. And, I mean, I had a lot of different ideas for the score, and it was incredible to see how he manifested them. Um, what we did was a little different. We, we Once we got into lockdown and all of the bathrooms, because as you know, the stylistically, the film changes from the beginning to where we see our lead character, Gloria and Samantha, having their um, discussions, to what happens when we go into the bathroom. So there's a whole stylistic change. And um, what we did in each of those bathrooms was have a different – style of music for each character. And that's not easy to do, and at the same time, make it jive with the entire flow of the film. Yeah, that that was exciting to me. I mean, I'm I'm used to doing different character motifs of films, and um, I've studied a lot of different films where, you know, they have, every time you see the villain, you hear the villain music. Every time you see Jaws, 
you know, you, you hear dum 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 dum. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I was able to <laughs> capture right away each each uh, woman in the film and give her, you know, an identity, and uh, that was great. So every time you saw, you know, somebody, you know, each one of the characters, they all had their own little thing. So that was that was fun within itself because they weren't long; they were like kind of short. So once I figured out that I can do the beginning things, then I can come back and say, well. Now I can give a little bit of this and mix it in with this and then just kind of shuffle it around. So it worked. It really worked. It certainly did. It, it sort of reminded me of, I don't know if anybody else remembers this, but Love American Style used to come on. Oh, I remember that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the phone. I remember that. <laughs> okay, listen, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not that old. Okay, go ahead. Oh, wow. <laughs> no, I feel sorry about me. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> Somewhat similar to that, but of course more adult frame because they're you know they play a little bit more cheesier music. But yours was identical to each character, and I, I could feel that character's personality in each you know each presentation yeah, that you too. did. So mm-hmm. you did a great job on it. And then did you add to some voiceover? Hey, I did. I did. I was the mystery voice, by the way, guys. <laughs> Were you? You didn't tell me how I was a mystery voice. Uh, what did it say? No, you no problem. You're supposed to be a mystery. <laughs> 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 I already know when I see you, I'm going to thank you behind for being that mystery voice. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah. But no, that yeah, had become me. I'll bring the paddle. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun doing um, the voice, and then uh, actually, that it was my voice. But of course, in the studio, I had the options of uh, altering and doing things to my voice to, you know, give it a little bit of twist. Though it worked, so I was happy about that. You know, I I actually had a female to do it. (laughs) Yeah, I had a female to do it at first. One of my friends came over, and she did it. And she wasn't as convincing, so Gary was like, "No, you got to try it again." I did like five, six times, and I was like, "Wait, look, somebody's got to, this got to work some kind of way, you know." So we finally went with the one we we, we liked. So that was it. Oh, oh, oh! That part was so cool. That part was so cool. I like that part. Just stop now, right who, there. I wanted to ask, who was the one doing the oohs and the eyes in the shower? Now okay, that is a- Keith. That was uh, Keith Paschal and I. We added the folly in in his studio during no, our sound not. editing session. I did not. I did not. Keith, what was going on in there? <laughs> that part was so funny, and I could hear the audience cracking up with me, too. So I was like, who is doing that? And I'm like, you don't see anybody but her. And I just could have swore. You know, I didn't see any anything bounce through the shower curtain or anything until, like, at the end when it exposed everybody that was in there. But I was like, what are they doing? The move the curtain. I want to see. <laughs> <laughs> I, like I want to know what's going on in there. <laughs> uh-huh. and then, so imagine, imagine Samantha. Samantha was just kind of like, what the hell is going on in there? Like, I hear this noise. and What, what are you doing? I know. Right, right. Like at first, you were oblivious to everything happening. I'm like, is she hearing this? Oh, right. Right. <laughs> 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 well, it was a shock to me. I would have opened the curtain. I would have opened the curtain if I was in there. Then why are
own scene. I really like that. So you did a wonderful job, Rob. And I've heard other um, pieces of work that you've done. So you, you're very um, good at what you do. Now, do you have any okay. projects to talk about that you have in in the making right now? Uh, well, actually, the only other project I have is another project out in New York. It's shot in uh, Buffalo called Breathe. It stars uh, um, Elise Neal, um, Miguel Nunez, Jr., um, and um, who else? Robin Gibbons, actually. And um, that's going to take wow. place really, really soon. So um, it's called Breathe, and it's about um, a woman that's having this baby, and she the fluids are you know, in her body, and she couldn't. Breathe, you know, after you know being pregnant, you know, or doing a pregnancy, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay, wow, that sounds interesting. Mm-hmm. About time they put some some reality to pregnancy, you know. They always make it like you a, know, you're pregnant, you have a baby, and that's it. And you come on TV, and you you ain't had no baby weight. Your neck been turned black. Your nose been get fat. Nothing. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> you just pop that baby out and look at you, girl. <laughs> promote that as well. Okay, no problem. All right, now I'm going to direct a, some questions to um, to Andrew now. And um, after Andrew, I'm going to um, give Brittany the floor, and then we're going to talk to Keith. So, cool. is everybody still there? We're here. Hi. 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 Andrew, you Hi. are so sweet. You're a handsome thing. And, uh, and I mean, I'm, I'm happy to meet me. you.
Rob, Rob really wasn't in the shower for all of you who were um, hoping that he was he was back there.
I mean, everybody did a great job. I mean, you, you guys are a fantastic team. Now, Ms. We are Brittany, family. Ms. Right. Brittany, you're, you're, one of, you're one of our most famous cast members. No, not me. So, <laughs> but you were so fun. And I, all I could think of when I was watching your scene was, man, could you, like, hook me up with some makeup? You know, like, <laughs> like a, like a, like a He's like a makeup artist, like a celebrity makeup artist. You know, like, I could never get through it like that. Just precision. Precision makeup. So, well, know, it's kind of funny because because Gabrielle used to uh, – Gabrielle, did you used to work for, what was it, Estee Lauder or Mac or – Yeah, I was actually – I was in the international division uh, for two years producing and directing cosmetic videos. So I worked with Matt Cosmetics, Bobby Brown, La Mer, Estee Lauder, and, and, and your team was definitely one of the funnest for me, especially not only because we were getting to play with makeup, but because of the cinematography. I mean, the way that scene yes. is shot yes. is one of my yes. favorite mm-hmm. scenes. It's not I my agree. favorite. I like yeah. when, they're, when they're close up and they rack the focus on my lips. And, the, yeah, that's, like, my favorite shot of, of the actual entire film is the one where they you need know, to rack the focus, and then it goes under my lips. It's, like, hot. It's <laughs> hot. So hot. <laughs> <laughs> hot. So now, Brittany, how, uh, we know how you, you all met. Now, what was your uh, focus on going into this project? What were you trying to accomplish um, you know what? It was kind of funny when because when she came to me, she said that she, you know, when we originally met, we sat down and we had lunch, and like she said, we met at the fundraiser for a film that I was producing, and so we were just, you know, kind of getting to know each other, and as female filmmakers, what are you doing? What are you doing? And uh, and she kind of threw this at me, and I said, you know, well. You know, I am not an actress. I'm I'm known to be one, but I'm no, I can't act. And um, and she goes, well, you know, it's really not about that. She's like, all you have to do is be you. And I said, no, be me. I can be me. I can do that, right? And uh, and so it was kind of funny because she said, yeah, you know, it's 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 improv, it's comedy. And actually, um, at one point in time in my life, I was actually doing some stand-up comedy at the Improv in California. I was touring some of their their clubs and everything. So I I've I've done it. Not a ton of improv, but I've done a decent amount that I'm comfortable with it and actually enjoy it a lot. And then she's adorable and fabulous and cute, and she batted those big eyelashes, right? Don't you love her eyelashes? Oh, my God. I thought it was just me. Gabrielle's a beauty. How could you say no to her? So, um, so, (laughs) so, um, so kind of going into it, you know, I just really wanted to have a good time and have fun. And the the first time that we all got together, um, you know, we were at the studio and we were just kind of just throwing different things out there and uh, just kind of like, you know, okay, let's throw this out there. Would this work? Would that work? And, you know, it was just really like I went in just trying to have a good time, and, and that's exactly what I had was a really good time. So. It's a comedy. You're supposed to have fun. <laughs> now, the character that you play, how did you come about to, you know, you know, did you throw in some other people's personalities in that? Because you're totally different from that character from what I can see. But what did you use to get your, your point across in the movie? 
Well, you know, probably a couple of different characters that I was kind of drawing from, you know, being maybe more of like the the Upper East Side type of female that's in this perfect type of relationship, but then also being an actress that's doing auditions and then throwing a little bit of myself in there as well. So it's a little bit of a combination of, you know, of, of those three, I would say. Okay. Now, did you did you plan on you know doing any more to that character? Like, did you want to? Did it make you want to enhance it a little bit? Because I wanted to see you. I wanted to see a flashback of what happened when you caught you know your boyfriend with the other girl, and I wanted to see that part of that character. <laughs> Just say you wanted to see me making out with the girl. Come on, that's what you wanted to see, right? <laughs> Enough when she gave the ending credits. I'm sorry, <laughs> I didn't get broken enough. When she gave the ending credits of me naked in the in the jacuzzi. <laughs> That's right. That was, Daisy got the part at the end of the day. Daisy, Daisy got, got the, the part. part. Oh my God, that cracked me up. Oh, because you know what? It was so funny because Gabrielle, she goes to me, she goes. Do you have any, you know, pictures of you in a jacuzzi? And it just happens to be, I think all of us, you know, let's just let the cat out of the bag. Um, as we all know that I I produce mainstream films, but I'm also a porn star as well, and I produce porn, and I produce mainstream stuff. So it was kind of funny because she said, sorry? That's somebody else's phone talking. Oh, okay, sorry. Um, but anyway, so it's kind of funny because she came to me and she said, uh, well, do you have any pictures of you in a jacuzzi? And um, and it happened to be that I had a uh, one from, I think it's Smoking Sirens or Lesbians in Lust, one of these that I produced. And um, uh-huh. exactly, and so I gave her the, the picture, and of course I'm naked because it's from something porn I did. So it was, it was kind of really funny because I had no idea what she was going to do with it. And so... You know, in the film, I'm an actress, and I'm going on an audition to try to get this, and I'm all kind of serious about it. And so it was, like, hilarious at the end to have this picture of me. And, it's, and you know what the thing about it is, too, is it must have, she must have got it from a story that I told her with the Jacuzzi Girl number three. Exactly, because I was saying some kind of shit about, you know, me being in some mainstream yes. movies, and yeah, I was like, you know, like, exactly hot tub girl number two or some shit, right? And, yeah. uh, oh my god, that was so hilarious, I thought that fit perfectly. <laughs> now, was it, now, was it quite a transition going from, you know, your other work to this work? Outside of the fact that there weren't anybody, you know, having sex, really having sex, was it much of a transition? (laughs) (laughs) Was there much of a transition not having a penis in my mouth? Is that what you're trying to say? Hello. (laughs) (laughs) I love her. Thank you very much. Um, but, you know, before the penis goes in your mouth, there usually is a little bit of acting. So, um, but like I said, it's porn. You don't have to be a fabulous actress. But, um, but, you know, you know what? Actually, at the end of the day, whether I'm 
whether I'm producing or I'm directing or I'm in front of the camera, I always try to be upbeat, be positive, have a good time. I don't, like, as someone that's in front of the camera, like I said to Gabrielle, as long as I don't have to cry or be emotional or any kind of bullshit like that, I'm totally down. And so, you know, no matter what I'm kind of doing, I always have an upbeat attitude and I have a good time and, uh, and, and I just enjoy myself. So it wasn't too different. You know, we did get my cat in some of it, which I – we didn't get my cat in the ending. Yeah, exactly. Like, we – there was, like – some of that got hit with the, the, the cutting room floor. But that was kind of fun as well. We we had my cat, yeah. like, you know, going off with some catnip in the toilet paper. Because we had all these different storylines that we were kind of working on, that we were improving and, and kind of developing. And, and that was one of them. But the cat got cut. Damn. No happy in this one. that are listening as well, because so, I know I've been pushing it all day. Project 
has been I've been able to meet all these wonderful lesbians in New York, and so now I get to have my my lesbian strap-on focus group because I'm so used to only using strap-ons. I'm primarily men's asses. So sometimes I forget, like, oh, yeah, women use these too. So it's important to make sure to have the lesbian perspective point of view on strap-ons. So I'm so thank you, so thankful to Gabrielle for bringing all these lovely women into my life so that um, – that Miss Brittany Andrews can make the best strap on in the entire world because we need it. There's a huge, there's a huge loss. There's a huge, you know, missing spot in the world for the best strap on ever. Don't you guys agree? I agree. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that, man. <laughs> well, you know, without strap ons, you don't have lesbians. So come on, you're, all the men are like, woo! <laughs> oh, yeah. He's just scared because he knows that I use the strap-ons on men. So it's all good. It's all good. Don't worry about it, babe. Don't worry about it. You'll get to, you'll get a chance to touch it too. It's so funny because when I'm wearing my strap-on at parties and events, and one day it'll happen at one of Gabrielle's events, men always come up to me. And the first, you know, it's never women. It's men, and they always want to touch it. It's like so weird. Wow. But I love it. It's cool. It's great. You can touch my penis. It's all right. Don't be afraid. Touch the I penis. I hurt you. Sorry. Tell us your web address so everybody oh. can come to your site and check you out. Um, my web address is www.clubbrittany.com. So anybody want to check Brittany out, go check out her website. I you did say that I could say anything, girlfriend. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> now, let's and never give her the green light to just say anything. <laughs> right, because girlfriend, I totally will. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Well, it was actually very random um, that I was involved. Um, I, I bumped into Gabrielle, and um, we hadn't seen each other in a while. But she'd been telling me about this film she was working on, and uh, I mean, basically, she was, she was just having a problem with some other like sound company that was really giving her a hard time. And, and I just said, "Look, um, let's get this thing done." And I invited her. I, you know, I said, "Look, let's just go to my studio and, and do it." And like, we were literally like um, in like the next day, and I. I hadn't seen the film, and, and when I did, I just really fell in love with it. It was just really fantastic. I thought there was so much great acting, and uh, um, I just, my, my favorite bit really was just like how uh, Gloria, you know, was just, oh, I love this girl, I love this girl, I love this girl, and then at the end, you know, she's just sharking out, like, on <laughs> <laughs> Like, people are people are people. It doesn't matter if you're a lesbian, if you're gay, if you're straight, man, woman. It's just like people, yes. Are, yes. people operate on self-motivation sometimes. Yes, that's right. Benign, but people are always, you know, 
you know, operating on self. So, I mean, my, my principal role is, is, was basically to bring everything to life. I mean, to mix the, uh, the music is an extraordinary sort of, like, underpinning, like, it sort of tells the, the, the unconscious, like, psychological story of what's really motivating the characters. And, I mean, uh, I loved Rob's music, and uh, so a lot of it was, was just balancing everything out. So you, really, so you could hear what people were saying more than uh-huh. anything pushing it, really subtle pushes and, and pulls, but, but making it so everything is like really audible and it, it just floats smoothly. So that was, that's so now, me. So tell me this. Now, how how does the sound and the music that you did affect the story that you pull here? Like, what were you trying to, to do as far as getting us to hear the story without actually hearing all the people talking, but using the sound to tell the story? Well, that's, um, you know, that, that's the, uh, I think, really the art of, of, of mixing. You just, like, the, the music is actually like the actor. Uh, you have to imagine, like, the, the score is as the voice of one of these people. And sometimes it's subsidiary and it's sort of, you know, it's, it's sort of moving stuff. But, I mean, really, ultimately, the, uh, the dialogue and the conversation has to be audible and discernible at all times. You really have to be... I mean, when you watch you know, certain films, like, they, they, they blow that, like, all the time. Like, there's, like, a critical point in a film, and, like, you know, all of a sudden, boom, you can't hear what the guy just said, and it's, like, the, you know, it's actually the pivot of the whole film. So I, I think that's, you know, a critical thing to mind. I tried to bring that forward so you understand what everybody was saying. And then when there was no dialogue, you know, then the music really came through the cracks and forward. You're moving away from us. We can't hear you anymore, Keith. I can. I can hear you. Can you hear me? You. You brief. We can barely hear you. You got to get back into the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're walking around or something. Speak <laughs> it to the dick. <laughs> Are you still there? Oh uh, yes, I am. Oh, it's like we hear a lot of noise interference or something. So now. um, was it easy for you to work with the, the score that Rob provided? Um, yeah, I mean, it was um, it was really good. I just had to, like, um, it was just really a, a matter of, of balancing everything. Um, it was kind of, um, the, the tricky part was there were, there were, there were a few moments where the, the music was, like, awesome, but, like, it, I, it had to be um, balanced with the dialogue because they were just mm-hmm. saying, like critical stuff, so I mean that's that's always the thing. Like the, you know, the, so the rhythmic stuff, which is this great kind of like, you know, it really had like a New York City vibe to it. I mean, just like the, it, it really you know reminded me of New York City, especially the, the shots of the Empire State Building. So I really tried to, you know, carry it through. Um, but you know, really, the critical feature is being able to hear what everybody's saying. Right. Yep. That is very important. <laughs> no. no you, so, <laughs> Without that, forget about it, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> so that was mm-hmm. that was pretty good work that you did on that project. Do you, are you working on anything else? I mean, is there something else we can, you know? You know, I'm a, a big fan of the credits. Every movie I look at, I look at all the credits to see who's doing whatever because I might run into that person. So, what kind of projects are you doing now that we should look forward to? 
Um, I'm I'm talking um, with several different filmmakers about scoring their films as well. I compose, and uh, I I actually may <coughs> I may actually do the score, redo the score for Crumble, everybody. So um, I'll, oh, nice. I'll let you know. Yeah, I'll let you know soon. Um, and some other stuff. You. <laughs> huh? <laughs> exactly. Working yeah. together. Be a teamwork, man. <laughs> yeah. All of us got to stick together and work together. That's right. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's independent it's so filmmakers in New York. You know. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah, like a we ride. Like a, no, just fine. It's, it's just. A, it's really just like a rock and roll band. Like everybody's got a, you know, everybody's got a voice, and you, you know, you need, you need everybody's contribution, and uh, right. So, so that's it. I mean, I. Sorry, I was just going to say, it's one of those things that are so undersold, you know, it sounds so um, simple that it's important to hear the people and what they say, but so often in independent films, sound is like the number one thing that absolutely sucks, you know, and everybody pays so much attention, everyone pays so much attention cinematography-wise, but exactly, if you can't hear what's saying, you you know, you don't know what is going on in the mood and, you know, and it just—it seems so simple, but it's one of those things that independent filmmakers, they never pay enough attention to, and it absolutely is one of the hugest things in the entire film that everybody will notice, you know, if they can't, if, if it's not there and it's not proper. It sounds done really right, right then the consumer will not notice anything. <laughs> right, exactly. right. But if it's not done right, then, honey, everybody notices it, and that's... Um, and it's like they're the unsung heroes of film quite often. I so think so, you know. And right. The film, <laughs> and the film loses, it really loses its impact. It's, it's sort of its uh-huh. intellectual and its creative impact because it's like, hmm, what did, what, what did they mean by that? And so you walk out going, like, kind of scratching your head. And, and <laughs> right. other times, you know, you just, boom, you just got to, like, really slip it to him. So, I mean, there was a lot of little technical things I had to do to bump it up. But basically, fortunately, the sound was well recorded. I just had to do... Lots and lots of little tweaks, and then just get it, you know, balanced and reconciled, so you could, you know, and so it flows. I mean, sometimes you you have to bring it up to push it a bit. Like when people get excited and they get louder and stuff like that, and then you just draw it back, and it's just really, you know, reconciling it all. And so you know, we just sat down and uh, and you know, and Gabrielle's my friend, and I love her, and I can't say no, so I just like. Ah, yeah, exactly like, the same oh. thing. As I said. She bats those eyelashes, <laughs> yes. and now you're a goner. <laughs> You're underneath her spell. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I told you those know, damn eyelashes were going to get you in trouble, Gabrielle. No, oh, no, no, no. I'm blushing. I'm blushing on the ca- casting couch over here. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love the casting couch. Gabrielle, <laughs> the entire film was focused in New York. Now, did you think of any other place to shoot? You know, was, was, what was it that made New York the place? Other than being home, if it is home, was there any other place you had considered, you know, shooting a film? Not for this. I mean, I, as, as a New Yorker and as someone who's lived here a very long time and had many experiences in many different bathrooms of all different shapes and sizes. Ah! Uh, <laughs> nice. I, I, I can tell you, if, if anything, this is where I saw that film happening. I mean, where else can you go? At any time of the day, your friend could possibly be in the shower. I mean, in New York, we all have such different <laughs> lives. We're all so diverse. We all have such diverse careers. I, at any different time of the day, you could be in the shower. I mean, um, I, I could see 
possibly this happening somewhere in the suburbs, but I would imagine that everything would have to happen between 7 and 8 p.m. or 7 and right. 9 a.m., right? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that's correct. I mean, they don't do a whole lot of stuff. It's not as lively as New York because I, I spent time there, and, you know, you made me want to look at, different things that you shot in the movie, you know, different places that I hadn't been before, you know, like with the with the um, the outside areas. I was actually looking for that street that Samantha and Gloria were talking on when Gloria, um, <laughs> when that guy pulled up in the car and then she said, what, do you want to, you want to, what you say, what do you want to park here? Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was hilarious. Good improv on her part. That's correct. Man, wasn't that funny how Gabrielle, how that guy just happened to pull up at that moment? Like he was trying to park there. That just, no, that no, no. We, we, we planned that. Johnny, we, we planned that whole thing. We planned that whole thing. That was, that was oh, you guys did? Right? That was oh, I thought that was improv. Oh, my God. I totally am I mean, not even. Uh, you know, here it is as a director's tool, and especially going into a comedy that's based on improv, I knew there were going to be little secret things we had to pull out of the pocket all the time. And, I mean, yeah. even John A. and I discussed this, and Brittany was there when we were discussing it, um, about the peanut butters. I mean, now, you know, John A. had no idea what was going to happen with that peanut butter. Right. But, but Lori, I was going to peanut butter in your pocket? Right. That was the craziest shit, dude. I've never seen. Oh, no. Sorry. It's, I learned that from working um, on stage when I did. I was the assistant director on a Sam Shepard play called True West, and it was my first experience really working with actors. And one of the boys, every night, he would ask me to write a note on a piece of paper, but he would insist that I didn't tell him what was on that note. And so while he was up on stage, he'd pull the note out of his pocket, and then based on what it said, it really helped his reaction and how he was going to uh, roll out the rest of the scene. So I tried to incorporate little things like that into the entire film as a director. Kudos and bravo Good job, because it worked. It worked. I was looking at that chick like, peanut butter in your pocket. The funniest scene in a movie that just had to be the funniest, that, that whole interaction between those two characters was hilarious because I'm looking at the expressions on Samantha's face as Gloria was like, I thought maybe they'd been together for like six months or a year or something. Let's move in. You know, and not down with that. But then it's like you turned around and you started thinking about it. You know, should I do it? Should I move in with her? Right, right. Because it was almost like if this girl loves me so much and it's like everybody just seems to have all these issues with their relationships, maybe I'm about to miss the boat on something that could really be great. That was the whole, like, pull and tug of the, you know, of Samantha. (laughs) <laughs> I know she had issues when she started buttering the toast. I said, ooh, this girl is not right. I knew you were going to change right after that. I told her, no, she ain't doing nothing with her. She's about to let her go. Stalker. 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 in the movies like she she physically changed her whole appearance 
to me as that character because she just looked like she was just was crazy, you know. <laughs> and she didn't look that way in person. Too. She just she just so sweet. <laughs> but uh, it was just amazing. That whole that whole movie was just great. So Gabrielle, um, where are you taking your film now? Like, where, what's the next step for your film? Uh, the next step for the film is we're submitting it into all the major film festivals around the globe. Yay! Yay! <laughs> yep. <laughs> so I should expect to, to see somebody talking about it on Sundance and Cannes Film Festival. And I would. I would be know. surprised. I would not be surprised. He did such a great job with that film. I wouldn't be surprised. That would, yep, be, that would be awesome. It's, it's really nice. It's. I mean, I. I think. Um, you know, it's very hard to do a film. And to finish a film. I know so many people who start off and they never get to finish their films. And I feel really privileged and honored to have worked with everybody and to have, um, you know, had the help that we really needed. Like having Keith come in at the end just was a miracle. And, um, I, you know, it's nice to have it finished and packaged and ready to send out. And it's also really nice to be able to move on to the next project. That's right. <laughs> keep it moving. Keep it moving. Keep it moving. That's what we say in the hood. K-I-M. Keep it moving. I am. Keep it moving. Okay, I just thought I'd let you know. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much for that. Cause that one, I, didn't, I just got the the the, uh, the the definition of SMH, so I didn't even know what that is. Why did I write you Oh, honey. I didn't know <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I'm feeling, I'm feeling left out. What is this? She just got the mean and gritty of SMH. <laughs> SMH? What is that? Brittany, Brittany. I know the GFP. The G what? Shaking Shaking my head. Oh, shaking my head. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I didn't know that. I did not know that. All right. I'm kind of slow on those little terms, but at least I know what LOL means. I got that one. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) You you learned today the GFP and the GFS. The GFP and the GFS. (laughs) Yes. Uh-huh, GFS, gay for the stay. <laughs> <laughs> gay for the stay, I love that. That's hilarious. That's what the girls, that's what the girls, and you know guys that come home from jail, they be like, yeah, you know, I was I was GFS. Oh, you Love it. <laughs> that's so hot. <laughs> oh, man, now, that's hot. Right. Do you have, you got all, of, all of you, do you have plans to do something else together? Oh, I hope so. I hope so. I hope so. It sounds like it sounds like we do, even though we might not know it. It sounds like we yeah. do. <laughs> I think that we all had such a wonderful working experience together that yeah. I definitely know I want to use the the garden, the, the 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 animation. Andrew and, and working with Keith and Dig and Gabrielle, we're all going to work together again. Definitely. Oh yeah. Definitely. Great. You Pleasure. guys make a great team. We love each other. How can we not? I love you. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I love you. Like, okay, oh, let's let's dancing. Dancing. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, that was true. Hey, I, yeah, it's true. Hey, Rob. Yes, now, yes. you... You have another piece of work that you sent me, and um, what I'm going to do is um, I'm going to play that out to end the show. And um, before I do, I wanted you to just say, um, 
what it really meant for you to work on this project with this particular group because this is such a large group and I know you do a lot of your stuff like online or you know from your office but how does it feel just working with this entire group because you guys like meet everybody and interact Oh, that was the most exciting part, being able to just fly, take a plane, and, and get out of here, you know, and get away from, you know, the, the daily rigors of home. But, um, yeah, it was, you know, just being with Gabrielle on a, almost on a daily basis, talking talking with her, and what she was going through was just, oh, my God. I can't even, you know, explain it right now. But she went through a lot, and we stuck, we stuck together. Even, like, this one time, like, she emailed me. She was like, get the fucking music right <laughs> <laughs> I have to say that is that you know I thought it was really I thought it was really amazing uh, amazing German new wave filmmakers who uh, Volker Schollendorf and Margarita von Trotta, um they, they were my mentors at my university in Switzerland and and I mean their experiences being shared with me really helped me to determine when it's time to crack the whip. And when it's time for us all to have a good laugh and lots of fun. Yeah, there you go. go. <laughs> I'm all about a cracking that whip. Hey! Hey! <laughs> hey! Well, this party is a pleasure. So you have to be able to. Group. You guys you know. are so fun to talk to. And um, so we have a few a few minutes left. I just want to say um, congratulations on a great project, Gabrielle. Thank you and, very much. Uh, I wish you the best with getting that everywhere. Everybody should see it. And I want to also say thank you, Ms. Brittany, for coming in and, um, and helping us enjoy everything that we're talking about. Because, I mean, you're ah! a bright character in yourself. And I look forward to catching one of your movies. Ah, oh, well, I've got a new film that came out like today. <laughs> I'm to take some strap balance out. So, thank you for having me. Hopefully I can come back on again. I want to, um, I want to wish Deny the best. Don't forget to go to Mike Lemon Casting and Andrew and Keith. Thank you. For good work. Andrew, Thank I know you. that I'm going to be talking to you in the future because I have some stuff in mind for you myself. So, yeah, um, Gabrielle, I'm going to come to you for advice because you did such a great job. You know, I'll be on my first project, and I'm, I'm going to come to you for some advice. Oh, lovely. That's great. I really, I love, I, I, no, I really appreciate it because I, I feel like so many people have given to me, especially with this project, if there's anything I love to do is giving advice back. Well, I'm, I would so appreciate it. So we're going to end our show, and everybody, um, if Gabrielle, if you want to tell everybody the link to go to so that they can catch the preview of the show, of the movie, and then, um, you know, tell them when it's, when it's going to be available for them to see, you know, full-fledged in your next premiere. Oh, definitely. They uh, definitely want to start off with www.theseshowerscantalk.com. And don't forget to follow us at twitter.com backslash showerscantalk. And you can also go to my Facebook fan page, which is www.facebook.com backslash gab, G-A-B dot Lindau, L-I-N-D-A-U. All right, so you folks, you've heard it right there. And um, we're going to end our show playing uh, another part of the score from Mr. Rob Diggy. And um, I want to thank all my listening audience. And please make sure you download this, this uh, interview so you can have it for your future listening um, pleasure. And you can keep track of all those web addresses and information of everybody in here. Good night, everybody. And thank you so much for joining me here at MZN Indie Radio.
Good Thank night. You. Thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Hello? Yeah, I'm still on the line.